Productions presents Laugh, Literature, and Film. we're looking at the oscar pictures and nominees for the year 2018 right is that what they is did it 2018 yeah it it's is. okay to call them 2018 but these are all films that came out in 2017 and that played in at least two theaters in new york and two theaters in la by the end of the calendar year <laughs> though most of these films i think we had to wait until 2018 to watch right um, so we'll be going over most of the major categories, and I'm sure that there will be tons of disagreement, <laughs> as there always is. Um, well, we're talking about who we think is going to win, right? Not who we oh, want think? to win. Okay. We I mean, that. how are we doing this? Because that's totally different. Two different... Two, that's two different things. Every year when you have us fill out our ballot, I do my ballot as what should win, and I always come in last place. <laughs> right. Gotcha. But mine is a ballot of honor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you take out your Takana and stab yourself through the chest yeah. while you're while you're plummeting down to getting one and two points, as well, we evidenced could, by we the, could talk about who we think is going to win and who should win. We well, could we, do both. I mean, maybe we should also mention the fact that we already did some Oscar preliminary. We had a preliminary contest from earlier in the year where we were able to we, we were able to track. Yeah, we, yeah. we drafted some movies that we thought might get some nominations. I wonder why you want to talk about that so badly. I'm just wondering, who do you think of the, uh, amongst us, who, who do you think probably did best on that? I'm not well, really sure of the results. Best. Yeah, you are sure of the results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we'll keep that in mind when we do the Oscar picks here. So we're, what are we looking at? We're going to do the... Let's start with Best Picture, since right. there are nine films. Uh, they're called... Again, are, what are we doing? Are we? The I think we we're going to do a little both. All right, go ahead. Why not? We're, right. we're not planning to get to all the awards anyway. All right, so. so there were only nine films for Best Picture. Only Even nine. though they can go to ten, they refused to, and there were a lot of great films left off the list. Right. Uh, in alphabetical order, it was Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. So what do you guys think? What, what will win? Let's start with that. Well, I do think uh, Three Bellboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri is probably going to win based on everything that I've seen and what's occurred already at the other award shows, um, even though it seems to be, in many respects, a two-horse race neck and neck between that and The Shape of Water, I think Three Billboards is going to win. I mean, I would say Three Billboards also is going to win. It probably should win. It's getting a lot of uh, negative... Uh, not a lot of negative, but the negative. There are things that people find in it that they don't appreciate about it. I'm talking about critics, I don't know necessarily if that's going to be the case for the uh, Oscar voters. I think they don't like the arc, or they don't think that there's an there's an arc and a sub and a uh, minor character that doesn't pay off well for them. Uh, so, but whereas the Shape of Water for what is it called, the Academy? <laughs> The Academy, Academy voters seem it touches on every single aspect that that those critics and Academy members seem to uh, to want to reward. Well, I've been thinking about this actually. I think the reason why the Shape of Water seems to have an edge is because it simply because it has more awards going for it, the number of awards versus Ebbing outside Ebbing, Missouri, but. Three Billboards didn't get nominated for any of the technical awards. It doesn't have the same kind of visual effects that were required for... And it's not nominated for Best Director, right? 
It's not nominated for Best Director. Oh, you're right. So that's a knock against it. Well, but that seems to happen every year. Well, also, it didn't even get a cinematography nomination either. So that's what makes it kind of strange. I mean, it's gotten the acting nominations. It's nominated for Best Picture, but where Shape of Water also has Best Director and Cinematography. Well, it really is play. sort of a, it has an independent movie feel to it. You know, well, it I think also like part of big... that is the largest block of voters is the acting, mm-hmm. the acting branch of the Academy. So will they want to reward Three Billboards or Shape of Water? Because they're they're very, I mean, the performances in Three Billboards are, as far as I'm concerned, much better than performances in The Shape of Water. But The Shape of Water touches on all the uh, sort of social justice uh, stories that they that the Academy seems to be into right now. So I, I think Billboards will win. I, I, it's a coin flip. I don't want Shape of Water to win. I would prefer to see Phantom Thread or Dunkirk win. I'm kind of split between those two films. I think I'm a little higher on Phantom Thread, but I also have seen that more recently. I haven't gone back and revisited Dunkirk. Yeah, early in the... Well, Dunkirk came out last March, right? So, uh, summer. You know, yeah, summer, was, July. Yeah. Which is probably fine because it's it's the most bankable of all the movies uh, that are up for nomination. So, I mean, it needed to make its money, and that's good. Uh, technically, it'll win a bunch of stuff, but... Well, in another year, it probably would have won. It has... It screams Academy Award winner. I mean, it, it has all the, the hallmarks. And it was the only movie being talked about for months until they got closer to Oscar season. The Academy doesn't like Nolan, though. I don't think that they like him. They just, for whatever reason, they, they tend to not go for him and as a director. They tend to not go for his movies. Like, I think Dark Knight was a famous snub. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's at that point in the show where I make my theory about how they vote and how, you know, yeah. something could sneak in, you know, right. movies could split... Because Are they still until doing that? yeah, until a movie gets fifty percent of the votes as their number one, they keep eliminating movies from the bottom, and then those whoever's those critics' second film gets put in there. Is there a chance something like Get Out or Lady Bird could sneak off with Best Picture? Well, that's a that question it, you seem to be asking yourself. And well, I always like to bring up this theory that you know it could happen one of these years. No it's way. going to happen. No, way. I mean, a lot, I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think. I mean, do the people who have the three billboards water number and three one? Three billboards are both going to get plenty of votes. Everyone has those one and two on their list. Probably. Well, not only that, if they don't, they probably have Dunkirk and Phantom Thread. There are just too many prestige movies ahead of these like lesser sort of independent movies that I'm surprised are even on the list. Like I saw Get Out and hey, whatever, it was fine. I, I don't end up horror movies. I guess it has a lot of things to say thematically but i, I didn't think, think it's it more was... than a horror movie though it's not just a horror movie uh, granted yes yeah there are there are some allegorical elements to it but <laughs> to me it just wasn't it's just a second tier movie it's like maybe maybe triple a maybe double a if you're talking about like not batteries <laughs> if you're talking about baseball metaphors and it doesn't seem to be it's for me it's, it should be in the major leagues i don't think it should be rewarded that way well, i just caught up with the film and I'm also showing The Sixth Sense to my film class. And I thought, oh, is Jordan Peele the next M. Night Shyamalan? Starts off... Burns brightly? Yeah. Peter's out? Shooting star, yeah. Wow, look at all the potential. I think this guy's going to have a hard time doing a follow-up film. He doesn't have anything announced or even rumored. I think he has staying power, though, just because I don't know if he... If he I Maybe. Mean, I mean, he's he's talented. There are a lot of homages to other films. I mean... But he, he he knows the craft. He's I think made it, but I think he's already got a lot of ideas for other movies. Actually. He's made it in his niche of it, or in his 
I think he's the next M. Night Shyamalan. Well, I Shyamalan. think he's going to have a rough go of it for five years or so, and then I think he'll rediscover himself just like Shyamalan has rediscovered himself with uh, Split. Shyamalan is only really known as a director, though. I mean, director-writer. So, but Peel, but Peel made his mark as a comedian slash now writer or whatever, and he yeah. seems to be like organically moving into that role. So... I well, think that he'll probably... Uh, can can he come away with director? I think we've kind of bridged the gap now. We're moving into directors. Uh, Jordan Peele's nominated along with Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. Greta Gerwig is nominated for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson's nominated for Phantom Thread. And Guillermo del Toro is nominated for The Shape of Water. This is probably the hardest category to pick. Isn't the short money going on uh, Guillermo del Toro for yeah, the same reason? I don't think it's that hard, actually. I think Guillermo del Toro is going to win it. Apparently, you struggle with things that are quite Who would easy. you award it to? I mean, that's that's I struggle. I mean, I'd love to see Paul Thomas Anderson finally win. I think he was robbed uh, 10 years ago with uh, There Will Be Blood. Well, there's a lot of collaboration in that movie. and I think uh, Paul Thomas Anderson is giving a lot of credit to Daniel Day-Lewis. So I don't, I don't even know if he's, like, trying for that director award. And I don't know if he's really going to make the effort that... Don't you have to schmooze a lot in order to get your nomination? Uh, um, it depends. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It, it just it, seems like it, those are the stories I hear. Right. And, and it does happen. Um, it just depends. I think um, for... Some movies that they no one has to schmooze, schmooze, excuse me, schmooze because the, people are already talking about the movies and want to nominate them or or give them awards. Um, but yeah, someone like Paul Thomas Anderson probably does need to because his movies are always a little bit um, esoteric. Yeah, it just seems uh, really like not everyone's cup of tea. So, and I'm not sure that I agree with you. I'm not sure that he cares to work that hard. That's what I said. That's my... I just said I agree Oh, with I thought you said you're not sure that you agree with me. No, I said I agree with you. I don't know, think that he cares enough to work that hard. I think Nolan's the same He makes same the way. movies he makes, and if people like them, great. If they don't, well, he still likes what he made. So it depends on what the studio... This might be a studio thing. Whoever, Whichever studio is willing to put forth the effort and marketing in this award season for their guy, and it seems to me like Guillermo del Toro is the one that they're putting a lot of... Uh, Emphasis, but well, but I think obviously the Academy loves this movie. I mean, it has gotten the most awards, and it's beloved by every branch of the Academy that can love a movie. I what mean, about it, you? Beloved by you? No, I didn't. I didn't care for this movie. Did I you? wanted to, but I, I don't know. I didn't buy the love story. Um, I just woman and fish. I thought it was you know very well made movie, absolutely, but it did not. I did not get engaged emotionally. Uh, so for me, the movie didn't work. There was no ghost story. I, I didn't. That. I didn't necessarily have a problem with it, and I can understand why people like it. Um, but it would not be my pick for best picture. But I certainly think he's deserving of best director. I mean, he's an, he's an artist, and it's very well made. What was um, it? What so was I wouldn't it? have a problem with him winning. Um, and he might be my choice. You know, I haven't thought about it that much. Part of me really would like to see Greta Gerwig win because I like Lady Bird so much. I think she's too. But I think she. This is too too much of a too soon. No VA. I don't no think V-ish-y-ate. a first time director. I don't think that happens very often. I'm sure it has, but well, she's very the first rarely female director since uh, the what's her the name bomb the blowing locker, movie. Yeah. yeah, the bomb blowing up movie. So, um, and if Christopher Nolan has never won, then I think he should win. So is that who you're voting for there? I'd like to see Nolan, I think, ultimately win. 
But I wouldn't be upset if Del Toro won, to be honest. I think it's I mean, a, he's deserving. I think it's a lock. Yeah, I think he's I think he's won <clears throat> every award he's been up for if I I think you're right. He, he also I you just think of a director as this past weekend, so if a director in all the award shows there are, except the guilds, because they don't do awards. If a director like puts pieces the of the puzzle together, the two guys would be. I don't know. Yeah, I think he did. But if you, if you, if the director is the guy that puts together the pieces of the puzzle, he probably did the best job for that. Other than that, maybe uh, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. It's a technical marvel. All right. Um, I guess we're into the acting category. So, best lead actor. There were five nominees: Timothy. Chemillet for Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaliu for Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. You mentioned earlier, uh, Mr. Gomez, that the acting categories were really strong this year, but I don't know if I necessarily agree. I was talking about the women. Okay. I was specifically talking about the women because you brought up the actress... Who was in uh, Darkest Hour? Okay, okay. So I said, usually in the in the best actress and best supporting actress categories, they're kind of scrounging around trying to find nominees. And I think this year, I think there was a wealth to choose from, and they actually there were a lot left off these lists for but the it, women. I wasn't talking yeah, about the men. I think that is the case though for for the men, especially in the lead category, because. I didn't see Roman J. Israel, but from what I've heard, and you told me about it, it doesn't seem to be that great of a movie. It's a mess of a film. I mean, Denzel does what he can with it, but, I mean, he's just failed by the script. But then again, what else do you put up there? You know, I, I don't... Of the movies that I saw, the only people that could replace him uh, would be, like, Ansel Elgert for Baby Driver. Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. Well, he, he's supporting, him. right? Yeah, he's, he's, he's nominated. Oh, and, and that clearly is a supporting yeah, role for that. Yeah, I'm thinking like lead actors like right. Keanu Reeves, John Wick 2. So that'll never happen. Vince Vaughn. That's, come on. Also, no, like, I, Wind River, Jeremy Renner was fine, but he's not up there in, the, in this yeah, category. No, so I agree. Um, but I don't think, I mean, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out and... Well, I think this is unusual. This, this is not what odd. normally happens, so I think it's a good problem to have personally. But the ones at the top, it's, it would be hard in any other year not to give it to to the Timothy Chamolet kid for – I mean, it, when I was watching performance, it seemed to me like this is a young version of uh, the actor that won Best Supporting Actress, Actor for two years in a row for, uh, for the uh, Tarantino movies. Uh, the only movie I can think that he's in is The Shape of Water because I can't think of the other titles. Oh, Richard Jenkins? No, 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 no. No, oh, the no, the, the, the German actor, the the uh, Franz, oh, uh, uh, Christoph, Waltz. oh Christoph, Christoph Waltz. Waltz, yeah, because of his ability to move through multiple languages so fluently, and also this kid has musical ability, and he seemed to, for whatever reason, whatever if that was the character that was in the book, and he's playing that role, he he embodied that role like I would imagine would be impossible for most most actors to do so even though he's young which is for me that's sort of like on the side you know maybe something to think about even though he's young his ability to be something and create a character seemed to transcend these other ones and even some of the guys that are, are leading the nomination yeah i don't know if i saw him as christoph waltz he reminded me a lot more of lawrence uh monison 
the star of Last American Virgin. Yeah, because everybody knows that. I'm talking well, about the, the, the last shot. To use language. I'm talking about the, the last shot of the film is the last shot of Last American Virgin, which is one of the all-time great endings. Has it, have you seen that movie? Hmm? Yeah. All right, it's I'm a sorry. remake of the most popular uh, Israeli comedy of all time, Lemon Popsicle. All right. The, la- the, the last shot of the movie is not really what I was talking about, though, and that's not the comparison. But I, I, I love making. that last shot. It's a great shot. Well, I think uh, I hated that last shot of that movie. So sorry, go on. I was just going to say I I actually agree with you. I think in another year Timothy Chalamet would be the shoe in here. I think he would win, but he just can't compete with Gary Oldman, who's been around forever and never right. won. So, but you I know think, they hated Gary Oldman a couple of years ago in the Academy. He said something that was not PC. I don't know. They but hated him. The Academy can become very very sentimental about actors who've been around for a long time and never won. It happens all the time, so I can't imagine Gary Oldman not winning this award. It would be be a big shocker. He got a lung infection. I actually don't think... From I actually did not care for his performance, to be honest. I thought it was... He smoked so many cigars, he got a lung infection. I thought it was over the top. They had a $20,000 budget for cigars in the darkest hour. Uh, The thing about Chamolet, though, is... To go back, because I think you're right. I think he's going to win. Oldman. Yeah, Gary Oldman's going to win, but I think Timothy Shamalon should. I think he should win. The thing about him, That's though, I, I saw him first in Lady Bird, and then I saw him, and I hate, I didn't like him at all. Like I didn't even like the actor. I didn't like the character. I didn't like anything about him. I saw him again in uh, he was in Hostiles, and he, he was a bit part. But I was like, this kid popping up everywhere, and I don't like him. I don't like the character here. I don't like this kid. I don't like the acting. I didn't like him and call me by your name. Don't get me wrong, but I did think that he was that character. So I did. I still saw sort of Gary Oldman, even behind all the makeup. I mean, I, I get it, but Daniel Day Lewis gets no love here. I mean, I thought his performance was great. I think if anything hurts him, it's just he already has too many wins. A lot of nominations, and le- a lot of wins, and yeah. And since his name's not Meryl Streep, he's not allowed to just keep winning. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> He's he's too uh, insistent upon the whole method thing. That annoys me. Go out and but, but, become but a cobbler, of the build film. a house. When you <laughs> watch, when you watch him in the I'm, film, that's not even an issue for me. I don't care about whether he uses method me. or not. To me, I don't know that. I thought he was great, but I don't necess- I wasn't blown away by him. And maybe that's because I'm I'm so used to him being incredible. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe I. But I mean, it's even the way he, like Gary Oldman, had all this makeup and prosthetics to change the way he looked. Daniel Day Lewis just carries himself differently. I mean, he looks completely different from how he was in uh, There Will Be Blood or The Boxer. Yeah, but apparently, Name of the Father. I mean, apparently, he changes in every role so much. This is this is the one role where he was able to be most like himself. <laughs> He's he was. This is the only other one one other movie. And this movie were the only movies where he was able to use his own accent. Actually, I think part of my part of the reason why I'm not paying much attention to his performance, I was much more interested in the two women than I was in him. Yes, I think that they were more interesting characters than his character was. I so which and that I think that's part of the reason why I don't really think about his acting. When I think about that movie, I really think about the two actresses. That segues nicely into the next category, which is lead actress. Although, did you mention the? Oh, no, I, I, I think Gary Oldman runs away with it. Okay, and you think that's right? No, I give it to Daniel Day-Lewis right. again. Both of us are Chamolet, Team Chamolet. Yes, You're, yes. All right, so Sorry. Best Lead Actress, the nominees were Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside of Big Missouri, uh, 
Margot Robbie and I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan's in Lady Bird, and the aforementioned Meryl Streep, who gets her obligatory Uh. yearly nomination in the post. And the thing that bothers me most about this is the fact that Vicky Krebs, who was a revelation in Phantom Thread, has left off. If if she's the next one off the list... She's not the next one off the list. Jessica Chastain should have been. I have Jessica Chastain on here, too. But like I, thought, I said, it was a year where they there were probably ten more women they could have put on this list. I mean, and that's I thought Gal Gadot usually, was awesome. Usually, in any given year, they're struggling to come up with five. So it's an incredible year. It's exceptional that they have so many women that we could talk about who should be on this list and aren't. That's well, it seems not a how shame it usually that plays out. Meryl Streep is on the even is even on the list. I, I well, I also think that is a problem with all of the academies, not just here, but with the Emmys and you could probably say the Grammys, they kind of get stuck in ruts with certain people and they just go with those people because they have they lack imagination. Yeah, I mean it was a- there are certain Academy members who you know, I don't know if they're the older members who have been around forever or what it is, but they're they tend to glom on to certain people and nominate them every year, no matter what. And this was a no matter what year. I mean, The Post right. is a fine film. Meryl Streep does a nice job acting, but it, it doesn't hold a candle to what some of these other actors I agree. Have I actually done. don't both think she belongs in the list either. I agree with you 100%. I mean, I mean, we all know she's a great actress, but this was not, this year she did not need to be nominated, not for that movie. I actually think the movie was not exceptional. I thought it was kind of. Unspecial. Yeah, it was not. I was not impressed by the movie. I, I agree completely. Uh, I think. It's, but we need to talk about who we think will win and who we think should win. Who is on the list? Yeah. That's another. Yeah. That's another yeah. podcast for another day. McDormand. She's yeah, Francis McDormand also has this one sewn up. I think this is actually one of the more predictable years we've had in a while. I don't think there are going to be too many surprises. I think if there is a surprise. It might be with Best Supporting Actress, but I think the other three are pretty much locked up at this point. Yeah, I think Frances McDormand runs away with it. Second place is probably Sally Hawkins. Right. In, in a lesser year, she would have easily won. Right. Um, but She's going to get the uh, the mute mutation vote. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think lead actress That's is not category. interesting. Uh, Best Supporting Actress is much more interesting. Yeah, there, I think, actually, there's three very, very deserving women. And well, did you want to give us the nominees to... first? Sure. Um, Best Supporting Actress this year nominated were Mary J. Blige for Mudbound, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird, and Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water. And this is where I think we could get a surprise. I think... The favorite at the moment, and who has won every other award there is to win just about, is uh, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, playing Tanya Harding's mother. Mm-hmm. And I've always loved Allison Janney. I think she's a fantastic actress, so I don't necessarily have a problem with her winning, but she would not necessarily... Well, I haven't seen the movie, first of all, so I have to say that, but she wouldn't necessarily be my pick. She's solid in I, Tanya. I could imagine a lot of other actresses in that role. Um, so a lot of the uh, very limited amount of time that she's on screen. Well, but that doesn't matter. You have I know. to remember Judy that's Dench sometimes for being on screen for what eight minutes. Sometimes that's a benefit. <laughs> so depending on the actor or the character, who is a very unlikable character in this movie, insanely unlikable. But there's this weird metafictional element where she talks directly to the screen at some point, which is. I don't know how that's going to fly with the Academy uh, again, but that's she's the short 
money, right? She, but who? She's got the odds. We all agree she's probably going to win, or she's definitely the odds favorite. But who would you like <laughs> to see win? Who do you think should win? Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. Hands down, I, I, I thought Manville. she she stole that movie. I yeah. mean, earlier we were talking about how Daniel Day Lewis was outshined, and I do think Leslie Manville was just fantastic. Hands down. The set, the the thing that held her back was some of the writing in terms of developing that relationship because for you, I think I remember it was unclear exactly what what the established relationship between the yeah I must have missed the line that said that she was the sister. I thought that she was a former muse who's now stuck around. But but that element plays into it. What is it? The uh, uh, Sunset Boulevard sort oh, of concept, yeah. which I thought that that's where you were headed with that. With uh, with her still hanging around as like a, I don't know, a former lover or something like that. But their relationship was awesome. That's it, Phantom Thread. If they gave out awards for rom coms, then Phantom Thread would win. <laughs> it's the best rom com ever. We laughed through that entire movie. Oh yeah. When I say we, I mean me and Bull and nobody else in the audience. Like I don't, I don't even think. Uh, Lumsden didn't, Lumsden laugh, didn't laugh that much. No, then I mean there were other people when we were walking out. One guy went, "What did we just see?" <laughs> see? Which which makes me even happier because I makes got me to gleeful. enjoy. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, she she gives and takes so well. It, it's reminiscent of like Maria Marino Sullivan and um, John Wayne. Like she's just that she has enough toughness and grit to her that she can stand up to anyone. But she only does it when she absolutely has to. Are you talking about in the Quiet Man? Yeah, Quiet Man. Um, There's yeah, a one a scene bunch. early in the movie where she smells uh, Alma, the love interest of Reynolds Woodcock, and she like just inhales her, and it's like she's she's just like sucking her in through her uh, nostrils and nose, which is ironic given that I can't smell or suck anything in through my nose right now. Which I know you can tell, you listeners out there. The L train's under a little bit of a cold, but we're all on Team Manville. However, well, we think uh, what's her face is going to win. I love Jean. Manville very much, and um, I'm really torn because part of me thinks she should get the award, but I also really love Lori Metcalf and think she's underrated and would love to see her win. Properly rated, not overrated. She is. Oh, she's I, I, awesome. No. So we uh, completely I was, disagree on that. that. That's fine. That's why I bring this up. You, I, you saw Lady Bird? I saw Lady Bird. I, I wasn't terribly impressed with that performance. Huh, she wasn't in it enough. They didn't do enough with her in that, in that yeah, role. I agree. It, it also doesn't help, though. She reminds me of a woman I knew growing up whose child did the same thing that her child does in the opening scene of the movie. I, I can't remember it. And I don't think it's a spoiler for an opening scene. Well, she has a, a meltdown or something? No, no, the car scene where they have their fight in the car. Oh, see, those are some of the best parts of the movie. There's one part in the movie where they're having a fight in the thrift store. Yeah. <laughs> then, it's a great scene. They keep yeah. showing that scene, actually. All right. Well, there you go. Right. So I, I didn't care for it. Well, I'll tell you who I really didn't care for is Mary J. Blige. Not that I hated her or hated her performance. She, she was not worthy of the nomination. When, when not worthy of a nomination in the last show episode 206 we talked about our top five movies of the year and i was able to squeeze darkest hour into my top five even though it was number seven i mentioned how lily james is deserving of an award nomination and she should definitely take over for uh, mary j blige and mudbound i i thought the the whole time i was i was watching her in mudbound i was thinking man i feel like i'm in mudbound you thought you were watching Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I'm sick. I want cold medicine. All right, I did think I was watching Whoopi Goldberg. That, 
That uh, is my joke. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Willem Dafoe for The Floor of the Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, as well as Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. We have Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, and finally Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. What do you guys think of this one? Oh, well, this one is another one that's sewn up. Sam Rockwell is going to win. He, again, has won every award they're giving out. He's pretty good. Which which is surprising. I would have thought he would have split some of the vote with Woody Harrelson, who I thought was great in the film as well. Oh, I agree. It's a shame that they're running against each other, because I also think Woody Harrelson is underrated. Uh-huh. If it were written differently, if the movie were written differently and Woody Harrelson had a larger role, that character could have uh, sort of subsumed Sam Rockwell's character. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. Um, so you're probably right. Willem Dafoe in the Florida Project, Didn't different year. I think he could have won. Um, that was a film that got a lot of buzz early on, and then it just kind of died away. I, I think that was a film the studio didn't want to push, um, but he could have easily won. His scenes by far the best part of that film. His scene? He's only in it for a His scene? scenes. Oh, okay. Um, scenes. Th- there's a scene about halfway through the movie where um, a, a, a lecherous man walks on to the motel property and he deals with him, and it's it's a great long take. Richard Jenkins was fine, but he seemed shoehorned in there as Richard Jenkins in The Shape of Water. I was like, what is Richard yeah, Jenkins doing in this movie? I didn't think it was a great performance, honestly. And then if Christopher Plummer... Christopher got, Plummer was nominated because he took over when they had to get rid of Kevin Spacey. That's the reason he got nominated. But, Hollywood just wanted to throw their support behind that but whole situation. But doesn't undermine their profession? To think that some guy can come, some 80 octogenarian can come in and in five and a half weeks produce an Oscar winning performance. Like, were they feeding him the lines from off screen and he's just, Not I, I think it undermines great them actors, as a profession. Great actors can very often throw a performance together. Lots of films are shot in I get it, a shorter period of time, might, shorter than that was. It's the same argument I make with giving it to a child. Like a child actor that comes up and they they get nominated for a performance. Uh, and one that's in the top you of my to remember, mind like be I said the, earlier, the kid the from uh, is, True Grit. Can be very sentimental and they often make choices that are not necessarily about that actor in that role in that movie. But it undermines your very profession. Very often when performers win awards, it's because they didn't win an award previously for something else where everyone agrees they should have. Yeah. But no, it's like giving the giving teacher of the year award to someone that's a first year teacher. It just it seems. Well, so Christopher Plummer's been around for a long time, and he's a well respected actor. I, I don't I, think that's argument holds it, up d- as well as you want it to. No, I'm just saying that in this situation, if Christopher Plummer had been probably cast from the get go, then it makes sense if he's nominated here, and then maybe he gets the sentimental award. But the idea that he can come in at the last minute and they can reshoot the film, and you know throw it together, I think that that undermines the the acting professional. I feel that it pushes out Army Hammer. I think, you know, he was the sixth seed. He would have gotten it. And I thought... I don't think he was going to get nominated. I really liked his performance. He's he's a guy that I have not... I don't think he's respected as an actor. I didn't really care for him as an actor. You know, all of his previous stuff and then seeing him in this film... I'm like, oh wow, this guy actually can't act. in that movie. Because he's too damn old to play that role. (laughs) He's too old. The, the, the age distance difference between the two, the actor, the two actors, or the, the role of the actor. And Army Hammer looks like he's in his 30s. He doesn't look like a younger, the younger uh-huh. version of that character. I thought he was miscast. But Chris Pine from Wonder Woman could have been nominated. I John Turturro from Landmark. eventually. 
I would have picked I would have picked Chris Chris Pine from Wonder Woman or or John Turturro from Landline or Christopher Abbott. From I would have liked to see James McAvoy get nominated for Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor for the same role in Split. <laughs> Casey Affleck for Best Ghost. That's that that would have been my pick. So those are our uh, picks for or in our I guess our bets if we we're going to lay down some bets as to who would win for the major acting awards mm-hmm. category. The top best six director. awards. We've laid out our picks for the top six awards, which is unfortunately all the time we have, I think. I think so, unfortunately. But this is fun. I always look forward to doing these shows every year. Me too. That's why I drove 170 miles to be here. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate it. Let's red pirate Gomez. All right, and we appreciate the listeners. Uh, send in your picks for the Academy Awards, though you're probably listening to this right as the Academy Awards are running their show. When is the show? Next uh, Sunday, yeah. a week from tomorrow. They had to wait for the, uh, the Olympics to finish up. We'll get this out as soon as possible, people. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me, Mr. Gomez and Mr. Lusk. Thank you, thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners. Uh, there be dragons. Hot set bone, everybody.